0: Welcome back to the obsessed marketer the podcast designed for you the small business owner looking to jumpstart your business and learn quick marketing strategies that you can take with you to increase your sales reach and growth i'm andrew hayes i'm megan van on and we have another uh installment of our small business spotlight today with actually a really cool business i am actually a customer of this business i just purchased Wow, one of these products the the other week or something. I have yet to make it, so I'm ready to hear a little bit more about it before I start. But well, we're joined today by Chris Wysong, Bucket of Bread. Chris, how's it going? Hey, doing well, and I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Bucket of Bread. Yeah, give give me the little lowdown here.
1: Like what you sell? Tell us about your product. <laughs> what
2: is it is the big question so what bucket of bread is these are my blends of certified organic flowers and I put them in these 100% recyclable buckets you get them home add three cups of lukewarm water mix it till there's nothing dry left and then let it sit for two to three hours and it's done it's that easy you end up now with over a gallon of dough it's about four pounds of it it's ready to use and you can just reach in grab what you want and make breads or pizzas cinnamon buns garlic nuts breadsticks, pretzels, bagels, naan, donuts, really anything you could imagine using the dough for. But what's really nice about the dough is that now it's almost like a meal prep kit for baking with even the, you know, the clean ingredient style. Because this'll last up to two weeks in your fridge. And you just pull out your bucket, grab your handful, and turn it into whatever you want. Uh, you can use some of the recipes that I have on the website to get you thinking beyond just bread. Or come up with your own. Really, it's whatever you want to do. I've got a traditional white, a hardy wheat, and a seven grain. And everything has instructions on the back of the bucket for the basic use. But uh, really, it's what you make of it. There's no preservatives. There's no fats, no oils, no dairy, no egg, no sugars. Just the certified organic good stuff. And the best part about the entire idea is that at least 10% of any profits that I make from this are going towards charities that are combating hunger and fighting food insecurity in America. So that's my idea in a bucket. Uh, It is
0: perfect, too. It's everything that's good in the world in one bucket.
1: (laughs) Or at least you can make it out of one bucket. Right? Heck yes. Who doesn't like garlic knots and cinnamon rolls and pizza and... uh... Lazy moms all across America like myself, uh, I want to just throw some water in a bucket and then make pizza for (laughs) dinner. (laughs) Chris, tell me a little bit about like, how did you come up with this idea? Uh, What kind of problems were you like trying to solve or uh, I know that actually part of your story was that you told me that it came to you in a dream. So. Why were you like, you woke up from this fever dream about having bread in a bucket and you're like, I'm not just going to brush this off as a dream. Like, I have to do this. I want to go. Let's go.
2: Awesome. <laughs> so I'll take you from like the uh, the beginning of uh, what was working in the back of my mind to where we are today and uh, as, as short as I can do it. But, you know, it all started growing up uh, where mom brought me into the kitchen, sort of, you know, bonded with me, but really giving me those skills that she thought I was going to need as an adult. And I became, you know, familiar with making my own dinners and then eventually started to getting into making the own breads and baking things and developed, you know, a way to do that. And eventually I found myself in the military. And a fun story that you'll find on the about me page of that is, um, one of my deployments out in Iraq, I found myself, uh, getting to, uh, just an impromptu moment. I'm baking bread with the Iraqi army. And I was able to sit with them during their uh, their their mealtime for with some of the bread that I was able to bake with them just at a random scenario of stuff. So uh, just a whole career of military, just cooking for myself. Thank you, mom. I really love you for that. (laughs) And I retired in twenty eighteen. So next thing you know, um, August 20th ish of twenty twenty. I just woke up in the middle of the night. All those things that I had been doing and. Uh, the, the charity events that I had taken bait goods to where people just loved them. Something must've been going on in the back of my head. Cause it decided to wake me up and say, Hey, here's a whole concept, everything you're doing, put it in a bucket and use that <laughs> as a platform to help people. So I couldn't shake this idea. It was just like a, the strangest feeling. Cause it wasn't like a pictorial dream. It was just more or less a fully developed concept that I had to just scribble out and, uh, I I couldn't uh, couldn't shake it. So the next thing you know, I'm talking to the uh, state to establish uh, an LLC, and anything that I spent to help kind of push this idea, I wanted to make sure it was covered under under the spending guise of that. And then got in touch with the local university and talked to the small business development center. And from there, it just started sort of uh, got bigger and bigger to where I'm actually able to have a finalized uh, great product.
0: Wait, so Chris, tell me, talk a little bit about, you know, a lot of people have, you know, dreams of maybe a product or service that they can maybe offer, but you actually went ahead, jumped the gun, did it. So talk about that. Why, what, what kind of motivated you sure. to go ahead and start doing it?
2: Well, uh, there wasn't a lot going on with, you know, everything was sort of on lockdown back then and the more I scribbled it out on notes and things, the more I started thinking, you know, this is really kind of cool. I I think I could do something with it. Um, If anything, I'll just develop a fun website uh, through that. And uh, that'll be the worst case scenario of it all. But eventually I, I just found myself being able to get more involved with it to the point where the drive of being able to use that platform to generate something to do good in the world was really a driving force for it. And I thought, well, you know, the bigger this gets, the bigger and better I can do with it and the more of an impact it'll have. And that was really just the push.
1: I know, I love that story. I, I Anytime that we get to chat with a business owner who's like, I also, besides being a business owner, uh, I'm just so passionate about using my business to support the community, to support charities and causes that I love and believe in. like. Ooh, that gets me right in the feels. So exciting, and you're definitely one of those people um, that I've met. Um, you sort of touched on something, which is that you are were in the military. And what does it mean to be a veteran-owned business? How has that impacted you as a business owner, or your business operations, or the way that you network, or access that you have to different things? Tell us a little bit about okay, that. Okay,
2: so 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 definition-wise. Um... I, I would say that it's, as a veteran-owned business, I just feel I have a, a bigger responsibility to serve and give back just because that's what my whole career was about. And I, I think by creating something that I make sure has some, some quality to it and that I'm putting everything I can do to make it the best it can be, I, I think that for me is, is just something that's instilled from having served. So um, for me personally, that's that's just the definition as far as that goes, where I have an obligation to do the best I can for you and do something that also is in a serving capacity. So so that that's just the life of servitude, I think. Yeah. Um, Well, let's talk uh, about that. Like what
0: what kind of other um, who are you serving? You know, what kind of charities are you giving back to? I know you're talking about how you give a lot back in charity and stuff like that, too.
2: So right now with my uh, with my level and size, I've narrowed that down to the local area here in the La Crosse, Wisconsin area. Hunger Task Force uh, of La Crosse is, is who I oh, uh, they're amazing. have chosen as that. Nice. And one of the great things that I've been able to do uh, is for those that are also just interested in, maybe they're not so wanting a bucket for themselves, but I have on the website a spot where you can Purchase a donation bucket and that's at a discounted rate, but then those are gathered up with the online receipt and brought over to the Hunger Task Force to put into the uh the distribution network oh, for that's the amazing. pantries.
1: That's amazing. What and is...
2: they'll take those receipts and send back the form for the tax uh information for you. So that was a really nice little uh uh addition to having established a local relationship to kind of help uh, give it another way that we can do good.
1: I love I love that. It's a it's a cause that serves like a dual purpose. Right. It's it's very much connected to you found a cause that's hunger because you're uh, have a food product. And I I just think that's that might seem so obvious to some small business owners. But I know recently we were talking to um, uh, a woman who runs her own CrossFit gym and she works with a charity that provides space to uh, adults with uh, disabilities to work out at her gym during a time when there's no classes. So, like, there are some really amazing and unique charities out there that can also be aligned closely with whatever it is that your business is doing. So, I think it's such a beautiful strategy that that people come up with. That uh, we've 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 started to realize that you can uh, share the love, and it's not going to hurt. It's only going to help.
2: And I I just like to say that uh, with with my product, I I think even at the bottom of my uh, the checks that I do sign is it says there's a good deed in every bucket. Mm. So so for every, you know, every bucket helps put this bid to something bigger than just me.
1: Yeah.
0: So, Chris, what was kind of the process for reaching out to the Hunger Task Force and maybe finding, you know, talking to somebody about setting up that relationship?
2: well they're not too far from my location here in lacrosse and i basically just walked in and said hi here's what i'm doing and i'd like to talk to you and they were more than more than generous they were sharing my posts uh they helped get me some visibility uh and uh, then whenever i do get the donation buckets they're not too far to just bring those right on over so uh, they're just a great organization, and. It, great group of people over there that are friendly see
0: that's the that's the methodology for our small business owners listening right now is that i feel like it's kind of like the kiss method right um just walk in and introduce yourself and your business and what you want to do and i think it's just a phenomenal way is just you know getting to talk to people face to face networking with them that way to give back to your community and the people around you that you serve um so let's kind of switch gears a little bit chris i want to talk about your marketing here for bucket of bread um, so I see that you kind of are full circle, right? I love looking at your website now that I have my own bucket of bread. I'm looking at the recipes. I'm like, what should I be making next? Um, what's kind of the process that you, um, kind of went through to come up with some of these recipes and other things like that for the website?
2: So for the website, uh, it, it started out in, in one of those canned uh, I won't mention their names, but uh, it's basically click a button and poof, you've got a website, <laughs> which is really great for some fe- some people, but it doesn't have a lot of the mechanics in the background that are talking to the robots that need to find you. And I recently switched into um, the WordPress uh, that I'm using now. There so we
1: go. <laughs> I'm just
2: now beginning to get some of those Google bots and learn some of the way the backend stuff works. Uh, so there was a big learning curve for me uh, but I, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm doing better with it. So um, search engine optimization is, is, is important. And uh, it's a great tool to uh, start to dig into. But as far as the uh, recipes goes, those are now set up as a blog situation on the website. So I've got my primary blog, which I've separated into three sections. And you've got recipes where it's formatted through one of the plugins that are available through WordPress that helps... It have a nice looking format. And then I've got articles that are are there that are just enjoyable to read. Uh, And then there's advice for tips and tricks and things. And that's my primary blog setup. So when I post to something, those then talk to the robots. And in fact, I just learned about something today that I was doing before this call. And that's the uh, Google search console where you actually sometimes have to drop that URL in in and tell it, (laughs) hey, go uh, scan this and get it into your system. So I've, I've done that to like 10 of my pages just today. And I'm I'm excited to see which way that takes. But uh, as far as the recipe production goes, I have in my uh, facility, uh, I'll just give you the layout. It's about 1400 square feet. And a small section of this is a, a kitchen that I like to call the te- test kitchen. And uh, then there's a, a, a big long assembly line area that i'll make these buckets in i can make about a hundred a day and then i've got a packaging area and then there's a spot where customers come in for local pickup and there's a little service window i can hand them their buckets but while i'm in the test kitchen i usually just kind of try to scour the internet or pull something out of the back of my head and just try it and i'd say like there's a few of them that don't even make it into the website just because they're like, they just don't look pretty on a picture or they're just <laughs> wah, 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 not, wah. not so fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, I just,
2: I chuck it up as a learning experience and you know, it, it'd be great if I was a little bigger and I, and I could afford to have, you know, a team of, fully trained uh, Michelin star chefs on the team, but, <laughs> but
1: we're
2: not there yet. We're getting we're not there, there right? yet.
1: You're getting there. You're Wait,
2: getting
0: there. Chris, I want, I want to know what's the one that did not, it's like the worst one that's never going to make the cut, never going to hit the website.
2: Oh, uh, it had like a horrible name. This was like when I first started it out. Uh, but ironically, I, I recently just relaunched it into something different using the same methodologies, and it turned out really kind of fun and delicious. But I called it Brie Pigs.
1: Brie
2: pig. and it was, yeah, it was. Just like, like I thought. Well, what can we do? Let's let's. We got some brie in the fridge. We got some hot dogs, so, so let's it was mix like some stuff up was and like bake pigs it. Pigs
1: in a blanket, kind of thing.
2: Kind of, but with brie. Oh my <laughs> god! I just didn't gosh. like the way it looked. The name was horrible. <laughs> brie
1: pigs. Wow.
2: Yeah. So 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 maybe uh, somebody can develop a better brie pig.
1: I've made something like that kind of for Thanksgiving, but it was sort of like a lazy hack version. And it was like uh, those sort of crescent roll things that are so easy. um, And then brie with like a little bit of cranberry and it was delicious. So yeah, maybe it just needs like a little rebranding there in terms of brie picks. So one
2: one of the things that I do have on the website for Thanksgiving is you basically take your entire Thanksgiving dinner and drop it inside some of the dough that forms this uh, ah. nice little ring. And uh, you've got your Thanksgiving ring dinner. and It's just, it's actually pretty good.
1: Ooh. I wish I would have done, done that.
2: <laughs> Megan, Megan, we got to go to the test kitchen. Let's, let's try I know. some stuff out.
1: Um, <laughs> hey, open door. You guys
0: come on down. I'll treat you like the kings and queens.
1: Well, where there's Chris, bread, I will go.
0: <laughs> Chris, you're, you're talking a lot about these marketing tactics that you're learning and Honestly, from a marketing perspective, since we work at a marketing firm, you you sound like you're doing it exactly the same way that you know we would do it here professionally. What are some ways that you're that you're learning or your, uh, a, a little bit about your marketing tactics and what you should be doing next?
2: Well, um, I, I've I've been trying to do this a lot by myself, but I, I did reach out and I have somebody that is willing to help me on on the low budget that I'm on right now. And uh, she kind of is giving me like pointers and tips and tricks and saying and, and keeping me on track. Uh, so a calendar is important and and it really just helps drive it home to me to stay on task. Uh, to you know, hey, here's a post. The description of the calendar entry kind of says, here's what you need to make. Here's what the video needs to entail. Here's what your write up needs to talk about. And then because uh, uh, if I put a recipe out there, for example, I want to do about. At least two a month, so that I have something for a newsletter uh, that I've recently started to do. Uh, so a monthly newsletter that has you know some of the tips and tricks and little bits of information, up to date things, maybe a coupon or or whatever I can uh, think of putting in that's newsworthy for the for the reader. But as long as I have a calendar that keeps me on track, I think that's the biggest biggest piece is set it up and make it tell you what to do so that you actually follow through.
0: (laughs) So what would you say is one of your most successful tactics so far for marketing?
2: Well, uh, I hired a professional videographer from the local area. As far as money goes, it wasn't the most successful that way, Uh, but it was really cool because I got really nice video out of it. And when we put it on YouTube, uh, the the YouTube uh, algorithm really liked it. And it, it it was the largest views that I was able to get, and I ended up with thirty four thousand views on it. Wow! and uh, yeah. uh, in, in just a few, you know, like in a few weeks. So I was pretty, pretty, pretty tickled that there's a bunch of people out there. And according to the metrics, they watched the whole thing, so they saw the name of my product and my uh, my brand. So that so that's kind of neat. Well,
0: let's talk about outside too. Outside digital marketing, what are some other ways that you're kind of getting out? Maybe doing some face to face marketing or word of mouth what what else have you been doing
2: so because i'm completely unknown i thought one of the primary things i need to do is sort of get my stuff and the story out in front of people live and the best way to do that was to sign up for some of the local farmer markets since i'm a a food based product that's not created in a in a you know a giant factory by a bunch of machines that that the, they'll accept me into their program and let me um, offer my 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 buckets so I've created a uh, print flyers they turned out uh, pretty good when I first did it but now I've even made a better one so it really tells the the full story it gets you interested so being able to put that in somebody's hand or actually have them stop and say whoa 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 what is this <laughs> and then and then me be able to tell them that hey here's what it is and um <laughs> I usually keep a little clicker with me in the pocket and I give it a click for the number of people that hear my full story. So if they walk away, you know, like 10 seconds in, I'm not giving them a click, but I'd say consistently from the live events, I'm looking at about a 20 to 22%. Hey, I heard your story and I'm going to buy a bucket. And uh, now the challenge (laughs) is just to make my, yeah, the challenge is just to get the website to perform just as awesome. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I know that a few times, Chris, you mentioned Chris, to me that you've been on the local news too, right? And that's uh, been a pretty good way to help get your name out there.
2: So what's uh, what's really nice about uh, the La Crosse area is here in this particular spot, there's a thing called the Cooley Region Business Center that runs a building. Uh, it's an incubator for businesses. There's a group kitchen where multiple businesses operate out of. Uh, and then you have the individual suites like I have uh, with other businesses operating out of this location. And the, I believe it was the La Crosse Area Development Corporation, LADCO, in conjunction with the Cooley Region Business Center, they teamed up as part of the uh, being a tenant here and sponsored a 30-second and a 120-second um, video interview, really, if you will, that highlighted what they do. And then also uh, some of the tenants here, and I was then uh, accepted as to be one of them. So they produced a really nice uh, spot that they aired on their news uh, probably for a good month and a half. And uh, I got a lot of phone calls. A lot of people were curious and, and it was just really nice to see that turn into a little bit more of, Hey, we know who this is. There's a veteran owned com- uh, business in our community let's reach out. And and that was nice.
0: So Chris, I see that you post quite a bit of TikToks too um, about Bucket of Bread. What's kind of like your strategy for making some of those videos and kind of getting onto the TikTok platform?
2: So for TikTok, that, that, that to me was a, a little bit of a challenge because when I first downloaded the app and all of that stuff and set it up for the business side, my goal was like, hey, I could use this. I can go live. And then I realized you need a thousand followers. Yeah, I think I kind of cheated a little bit uh, because there's a way you can go in and tell uh, you join these other groups. It's like, hey, follow for follow. And eventually, you know, you end up with uh, quite a few followers that you can go live. Uh, So that's that's the challenge that I'm going to develop for later is. Now what do I want to do with it? Now that I have all of this power? Well, uh, uh, uh. I know. <laughs> I would
0: sit there what? for hours watching you make some uh, in the test kitchen, though, just a <laughs> free content idea. Free
1: pigs. Free pigs. Free pigs.
2: Come back. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I was doing with the live was I would uh, I'd, I'd film it from sort of an overhead, and I'd have like you know twenty or thirty buckets lined up, and it's just me all suited up filling buckets. Uh, and, and it's by myself, so I wasn't really able to respond that well. And so uh, I am kind of put that idea to the side until I can uh, uh, get somebody in here to do some typing and responding and make it a little more interactive, because to me that was a little boring. But uh, the the basic tactic for me is, is that calendar that I mentioned, where it's like, okay, this is what you're going to do, and this is what you're going to say, and all of that. So when I put these together, I have it set up to where it's like... Uh, so Facebook has its one size and then you've got Instagram with its size for the reels. Well, the reels size works great for TikTok. Uh so it's a little bit interchangeable that way and I don't have to do too many different things. Yeah. But a free tool that's out there uh is Canva. It's oh, for super sure. easy to use. Just put it together, you can do all kinds of fun stuff with it and then once you've got it in those two formats, you can upload it to the different platforms and uh, just uh, drop in your comments and and uh, hopefully you get some thumbs and likes and shares. And uh, maybe it'll turn into a conversation. Who knows? But it's fun it, and it is a challenge to uh, try to come up with something. I wish I had a little bit more of a, um, uh, I guess like a, a comedy routine to set up, but I don't. <laughs> Maybe those Brie pigs should be the thing. <laughs> they should the be new your mascot. new
1: mascot. <laughs> <laughs> your <minds> think alike.
2: <laughs> yes, they do. Um,
0: well, and that's just the importance of social media anyway, is just sharing what you love to do and being authentic with it. And I can already tell just with how enthusiastic and how much you love what you do, that people are just going to be over the moon just watching your content, which I am too. I love watching your TikToks. So oh, anyway, <laughs> Thank you. let's throw it. Megan, let's throw it back to you. I know we want to talk a little bit more about being a veteran owned business and some of the other um, uh, some of the other benefits that come from that and everything. And we'll close out with just a uh, little bit of uh, some small business um, owner tips that Chris can share. But Megan, I'm going to throw it to you.
1: Yeah, I guess I kind of want to come out of the question from that angle anyways, Andrew, which is like, if I'm out there in a podcast audience land right now and I'm a veteran and I have an idea or maybe a crazy fever dream about uh, making bread in buckets (laughs) and I'm thinking about starting a business, but I'm scared and I'm not sure if I have any resources out there to get started. Like, what would you recommend to other veterans who are thinking about starting a business and what kind of resources are available to them are there grants are there communities are there cool facebook groups tell us a little bit what it's like to be a part of the veteran uh, owned business community
2: so so the first place i i would go is is well i'll just tell you my path and uh I, i'd recommend to follow because so far it seems to have worked and that was form that llc lock it in and just in name and address indeed you got your uh, accountability for any monies that you spend that way but once you have that then go look up bunkerlabs.org it's a great free organization it's a resource you meet uh, either in a large city near you if that's available in that spot or virtually uh, about once a week and it's really just a huge nationwide network of experts in any field that you can imagine if they don't have that person in their field, they probably know somebody that they can reach out to for you. But there's master classes that are offered. There are, in these meetings, there's a uh, a little bit of accountability, almost like coaching. So you can bounce your ideas off. You can ask what you're needing help with at that point in time. You develop a relationship with your immediate group. But again, then you have that uh, outside um of your immediate group and more the nationwide aspect to other veterans that are running through the same stuff you are trying to set it up. Um, there's also the, the universities, whatever state you're listening in, check out your university. There's a small business development center there. They have great information to hand out to you as well. Uh, in conjunction with the SBDCs, look at your score opportunities, S-C-O-R-E. Uh, those are retired individuals that have been in business and have experienced uh, with what with whatever your your need is, and are volunteering to help you be successful. Then uh, there's other opportunities. Just um, you've you've got uh, some different um, uh, the Wisconsin I know uh, and other states. So in Wisconsin you have uh Wibic, a WWBIC, and they work in conjunction with. The uh, VBOC, the Veteran Business Outreach Center, and uh, those are other great resources. Uh, I know through Webic, it's one of the largest Kiva loans in the nation. Uh, sponsoring those, that's a fifteen thousand dollars interest-free wow. loan that you can use. Um, wow! That that that's a pretty interesting. It's more of a social network funding event. Uh, once you're a member of the Kiva loan system. You drop in twenty-five, thirty dollars to all of these different businesses all over the place, and uh, then you get your money back um, after the individuals pay you. Uh, but uh, it's it's a pretty cool system, and uh, Wisconsin is leading the way for that. But uh, really, just all kinds of resources out there. Again, the, the the primary starts SBDCs and your and your Bunker Labs groups.
1: Yeah, and labs- we'll link
0: those resources down in the show notes.
1: Oh, this uh, Bunker Labs looks amazing, Chris, because it uh, looks like they have so many different programs from volunteering to a residency program. They even have one called Breaking Barriers and Entrepreneurship that specifically focuses on growing and supporting Asian, Black, Hispanic, female, and even military spouse communities. So, uh, you know, we're not even just talking about veterans. We're also talking about how to support maybe v- military spouses Pass- as well. So there's so many opportunities out there for for people who are thinking about starting a small business to uh, be way less afraid of, of, of getting started.
2: Yeah. The only thing you should be scared of is being too successful there. So, so just do it.
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm going to pull that as a quote for sure all right so and that's when you bring in
0: viral solutions (laughs) that's right
1: (laughs) exactly so uh usually we like to close out these small business spotlight episodes by asking the same question which is if you had advice to give for like another small business owner out there or someone who's got that sort of entrepreneurial spirit like you who's looking to start a business what is like one tip that you would give them is it that content calendar is it Uh, You know, throwing a little bit of money to have someone to help hold you accountable. What would be like your one tip to to those other business owners out there?
2: Ask questions. Don't be afraid, but follow through.
1: Yes, yes. That follow through is so important. I think we see a lot of people out there with uh, amazing ideas and they they just need some help uh, implementing those ideas. And and as I always say, like connecting the stars to the ground.
2: Yeah, I'd, I'd say that what's really, uh, as far as all this, you know, this life thing we're doing here together, <laughs> you're not going to know until you try. So so the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to learn something from it so that you can do better the next time. Otherwise, you're just stuck writing down a couple notes on a sticky note that uh, doesn't turn into something other than for your eyes only. So So follow through.
1: Exactly. I love that. Awesome. What
2: is what is the saying with
0: that? You, you'll you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That's is it. that the saying? There you is go. That the saying, did I get that right? Good. Something like that. <laughs> you know, all of those weird quotes, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what they actually are. <clears throat> uh, okay. Well, Chris, if they want to check you out and your business and what you're doing, where can they find
2: you? Well, first place to go is bucketofbread.com. And once you're there, uh, there's all of the links in the top header area for the social media spots. Feel free to call the 800 number. I'd say nine times out of 10, I actually pick up. Uh, Otherwise uh, I'll have to return your voicemail, but uh, that's really the starting point. And uh, I would love to see you follow all of those social medias, give out some thumbs. If you know anybody that likes to eat, tell them about me (laughs) and, uh, I'd like to see some orders put me to work for you. (laughs) Wait, Chris,
0: now that I have my bucket of bread, what is the first recipe
2: you think I should make? Uh, I think the easiest thing for you to do is just make a nice, quick pizza for lunch. Really? Okay. You know, that's
0: going to be my plan this weekend now. (laughs) There you go.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Chris. We, We love you. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, and we appreciate you doing this so much wonderful. Thank
2: you so much for having <laughs> me here today. It's It's been a real treat and I appreciate you both. Yes. And get yourself a bucket of bread. Bucketofbread.com. Let's go.
0: <laughs>
1: Let's go.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thanks for checking uh, out
0: the Obsessed Marketer this week. I'm Andrew Hayes.
1: I'm Megan Van On. <laughs>
0: And there we go, thank you for listening to The Obsessed Marketer. This is our final episode of this podcast, but here at Viral Solutions, we can't wait to bring back another podcast experience sometime down the road. If you still require some marketing assistance or even have any questions about marketing your small business, you can always reach out to us at viralsolutions.net. Click that little blue bubble at the bottom and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Stay connected with us at Viral Solutions by following us on the socials. You can find those links at ViralSolutions.net and in the show notes below. We hope you have a great rest of your 2023. And from me to you, thank you so much for supporting and listening to the podcast. And I'm sure we'll talk again soon.